0: This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back here again with Italian Attorney and Head of the U.S. Office of Italian Citizenship Assistance, Marco Permunian. Hello there, and welcome back. Thank you. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thanks. That's awesome, and it's wonderful to be back here again to talk a bit more about Italian dual citizenship and the process for getting that citizenship taken care of. And in this episode, we wanted to specifically talk about translations. And assuming that you are not originally from an Italian-speaking country and your documents wouldn't be in Italian, it would be probably a fair bet to say that you will need translations for your process to claim Italian citizenship. And depending on how you go about the process, there will be some differences that you do want to take into consideration. And so, Marco, let's just jump into it. And what is it that the person who is needing translations, who's watching this video, should first take into account?
1: For somebody who is applying for Italian citizenship through an Italian consulate, normally the first question that... um, you have to ask yourself is whether you're gonna need your translations to be certified or not. Um, We can start talking about the, the U.S. If you are somebody who is a resident of the U.S. and needs to apply for Italian citizenship through an Italian consulate in the U.S. Now, most Italian consulates they, of course, require that your uh, vital, the, your foreign vital record documents are translated. So there is no need, evidently, to translate your uh, vital record documents that came from Italy, like the birth certificate of your ancestor or the marriage certificate of your ancestor. But you do need to translate the vital records that came from the U.S. Uh, for all of the ascendants in your Italian line, like the birth certificate for your father or grandfather, and so on. Now the Italian consulates in the US, most of them, they do require translations, but these translations don't need to be certified. So potentially you could prepare them yourself. Now it's highly advisable not to do translations yourself if you're not fluent in Italian, like perfectly fluent. I've seen somebody translating their documents. They were pretty good actually, though. They, they did a very good job. But the thing is, you can tell that it's not, that the translation is not done by a native speaker. And when it's not done by a native speaker, especially for uh, a complex language like Italian, the consulate uh, may, or actually most likely will, reject your translations, like refuse to accept them.
0: Right, because the wording, even though there's a lot of words that can have similar meanings, if it's not the particular word that they would normally use in that situation, or even the formatting of it, like just uh, if it's shortened or it's not shortened, sometimes on Italian documents, you'll find that things will be shortened and they prefer it sometimes in that shortened form just because that's the way they do it. Or even like prepositions, uh, mm-hmm. like the, the lack of them,
1: you know, like a native speaker. Uh, like someone that is not a native speaker normally sometimes forgets uh, to put the prepositions or maybe the difference between feminine and masculine in Italian. Right. That's a it, big deal. it is very difficult also to remember. Um, so your translations can be like very close to being perfect, but if they're not, most likely the consulate will Uh, refuse to take them. And the reason behind that is that when you apply for citizenship by descent, your documents, we can talk about that later, but they will be registered. In Italy, the original document along with the translation, so the translation needs to be perfect. Um, So, if you're somebody who is perfectly fluent in Italian, you can do the translations yourself. Otherwise, you should probably rely on a professional translator. Now, there is no Normally, there's no, uh, there, there's, there's, there isn't a need to use the services of someone that is referenced by the consulate. So you can use any translator as long as they are uh, fluent in Italian. Uh, I should say perfectly fluent in Italian. But the point is the translations, they don't need to be certified. And that's because when you apply for citizenship through an Italian consulate in the U.S., you will be paying a fee, an application fee, which is 300 euros, payable, of course, in US dollars. And that fee will include also the certification of the translations done by the consulate. So the consulate of Italy in America is allowed by law to certify translations. So all the documents that you submit during your appointment, they will be like we said, accompanied by translations, and these translations will be certified by the consulate, which will stamp
0: them and certify that they're accurate and truthful. And this is because the consulate in America, or the consulates, I should say, uh, the the clerks there are required to know both English and Italian, so therefore they have the, 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 the standing to be able to say, hey, this is a good translation or this is a bad translation, whereas in Italy... I've, I would assume that that is not the case. Exactly, that's exactly um, what it is. And this is also something that a person can do on their own or if they're one of your clients, this is part of your, your service package, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Of course, we offer a package where we assist people from beginning to the end with their application process. So not only we offer legal advice and documents, procurement, but we also um, offer translation services included in, other, in in our package, in
0: our service package. And what else is there uh, that a person should know if they're considering to uh, make the application in the United States when it comes to translations? Some consulates will
1: require certified translations. So while most of them will require uh, simple, regular translations, some consulate will require the translations that you present to be certified, or some consulate will require that some of the translations for certain documents must be certified. For example, there is a consulate in the U.S., and the requirements, of course, change over time, and you should look at the website of the consulate to see what the current requirements are in terms of translations. You know, sometimes a consulate gets a new consul that
0: uh, sets different rules. But Or even just the people working behind the counter, they can sometimes not that they're supposed to set their own rules, but they can have their own interpretation of the rules. Of course.
1: Um, There is this consulate that requires that the translation for complex legal documents, such as divorce decrees or name change decrees, which are normally long documents, like including several pages, uh, they require that these translations are certified prior to being submitted at the consulate. Uh, And... The reason behind that is, I believe, the fact that they don't wanna be responsible for uh-huh. having to go through you know, such a long document and a complex document with legal terminology. So they prefer that you use the services of a professional translator that certifies the translation and takes the responsibility of the accuracy of such translation before you submit the application at the consulate. Now, uh, practically speaking, what you should do is you should contact a translator, preferably a translator indicated by the consulate, but normally not necessarily, which will basically prepare the translations and appear before a public notary in the US and swear that the translations are accurate and fruitful. So there will be a certificate of the notary acknowledging that the translator appeared and swore that the translations or Accurate, and then the notary certificate needs to be apostilled, so you need to get a, an apostille that needs to be attached to the original document, translation, and apostille, and that's wow. a document that can be accepted <laughs> it by It sounds the like consulate.
0: a translation burrito there of certifications on certifications.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, I should... Um, clarify there's the document the trans the um, apostle the translation and then another apostle
0: so mm. it's kind of wow yeah no i mean this is i think we've talked about some of the documents in a, a previous episode that are required for this process i know even if we haven't devoted a whole episode which i think we have um we've definitely gone into detail many times about what documents are required but that's something that i that i found very interesting during my process was These levels of certification that I had no idea existed, even to find out the different types of documents that exist, there's the copy, certified copy, and some of them can be uh, apostilled, some of them can't be apostilled, and also it depends on if you're from the United States, what state you're from and the offices that you have to go to and get involved with getting those certifications in place. Well, that's interesting uh, because this is uh, the first time that I've heard about um, the necessity of having certified translations in the United States and having to actually go through the whole process of getting a notary involved. So that's absolutely fascinating. Is there anything that maybe we haven't talked about uh, or missed about? uh, Um, I think it's it's important maybe to clarify
1: that most consulates in the u s. they don't require all documents to be translated. Mm-hmm. So they will accept certain documents in English and more specifically. They will want the natural I mean they, they they are okay, I should say, with the naturalization records of your ancestors uh, for them to be not translated. Mm-hmm. So you translate all your documents except the Italian records. and the naturalization records, if you're applying through an Italian consulate in the US.
0: Uh, I see, I see.
1: And of course, um, something that I should also clarify is that the apostilles don't need to be translated when you're applying through an Italian consulate in the US. So uh, to recap, you have to translate your vital record documents, not the Italian documents, not the naturalization records and the apostilles that are uh, on all the vital records they don't need to be translated at least if you're applying through an Italian consulate in the
0: US but so far we've spoken a lot about if a person is making their application in the United States or in their in their home country and they have all of their documents that are in the the the, the language of the land what if a person is residing abroad and not applying in a consulate or consular jurisdiction where they happen to be from and their documents are maybe in a different language than the language of the nation that they're in. This is a good example.
1: So there are people, for example, who reside in the US and have, but are not born in the US. They're from a different country. So they happen to be residing in the US. So they have to make their application through an Italian consulate in the US, but their documents come from a different country. For Mm -hmm. example, Argentina or Brazil. Uh, That's actually
0: not uncommon. Yeah, I've heard a lot about people having that situation.
1: And if you are applying through an Italian consulate in the U.S. and your documents are not from the U.S., there may be slightly different requirements. And, for example, the the Italian consulate in the U.S. will require that the documents that are not coming from the U.S., are translated and that the translation is certified in the country where the document comes from uh, for example if you have uh, if you were born in argentina and so was your father and your mother and grandfather maybe those documents coming from argentina they will need to be translated and s- the translation will, will need to be certified in argentina and more specifically you will have to get the translation certified by uh, an Italian consulate in Argentina, I don't know, the Italian consulate in Buenos Aires, for example, if your documents come from that area. And only when the translation of your documents has been certified by the Italian consulate in Argentina, then you can use those Argentinian documents at an Italian consulate in the US, meaning in the place where you
0: now reside and where you have to file the application. And that's actually interesting because that's somewhat similar to the situation that I was in. I, I wasn't in America. I was in a, a different country when I made my application. And there were some of the translations that I had to get from um, the United States. And it just so happened in my situation, some of the translations and certifications of the translations were easier for me to get from Italy through a, a translator who would go to the court here and get everything certified here Um some somewhat similar, I guess, in, in explanation to what you were talking about before, uh, by going to um, a notary in the United States and swearing that the translations are, are truthful and this and that and the other. Um, but even like I know that if I remember correctly, some of my apostilles, I think, may even had to have been translated into Italian uh, just because the country that I was in, uh, English, was not one of the, the main languages of the country. And so they, while I could communicate verbally with the people at the consulate in English, like, yeah, sorry, I can't touch this document unless it's it's properly translated and certified, uh, uh, certified translation into Italian. So that was one thing that I went through that was a little bit annoying, um, but for a person who maybe is thinking about moving abroad, I would say maybe a good thing to do is have all of your documents and get this all done before you leave your country, because once you leave and trying to send documents from one side of the world to the other, it can become a headache to
1: deal (laughs) with. That's an interesting point, the one that you just brought up, because um, it's probably worth clarifying that uh, I was speaking about the most common ways of getting the translations certified, but sometimes there are different ways that are all equally acceptable, Of getting your uh, translations certified so I was talking about a translation done by a professional translator who swears about a public notary in the US that the translation is accurate and truthful and then I talked about uh, the translation certified by the Italian consulate in the country where the document originated and Now you just reference another type of translation, the one uh, certified in court, which is another way of getting your uh, translations uh, certified. So you can get an Italian translator in Italy to prepare the translation and swear before a cleric of the court, normally not the judge, but like the cleric of the court, the translation is accurate and truthful. And there is another way uh, also to get the translation certified in Italy, which would be uh, the one certified before an Italian public notary. And normally these types of certification of the translations are used by people who want to apply for citizenship in Italy through an Italian municipality. So administratively through an Italian municipality rather than through an Italian consulate abroad. But also these uh, way of certifying the translations is also used by people who want to pursue citizenship via the court system, so not administratively, but uh, through the court system. And we talked about um, pretty extensively about 1948
0: cases in other episodes. And so I guess something that's also attached to potentially applying outside of your home country uh, would be talking about applying in Italy and even here in Italy, I guess there's two different routes and one choice would be the 1948 case where they theoretically don't even actually have to be here in Italy and the other one is just a normal Jure Sanguinis case where they have to come to Italy and apply in person. Are there any differences in the translations necessary for doing that here in Italy? It's actually very similar. So both situations are
1: very similar. So in both cases, you will want to have All your documents translated, so including the naturalization records, which, like I mentioned a moment ago, you wouldn't have to translate if you were to apply uh, through an Italian consulate in the US. So if you file a 1948 case, or if you apply through an Italian municipality, every single document uh, will have to be translated, including the apostilles attached to the documents. So you will have a translation of the actual document, a translation of the apostille, and then, like I said, the most common way of getting these translations certified is before a clerk of the court. And what happens is the translator that you choose to use, which in most cases, but it depends on the area, needs to be listed um, in a specific registry held by the court. So, in other words, a specific court may only accept that the translations are certified in court by a translator who is uh, listed in or included in this specific registry. So the translation the translator will actually uh, physically go to court, and there will be a certificate uh, filled out by the clerk of the court, where uh, it says that you know somebody appeared before them, a translator who is swearing that the translations are certified, and, I, and I'm sorry, the translations are accurate and truthful. And um, the translator will have to pay certain fees to um, get these translations certified and the translations will be stamped by the clerk of the court and given back to the translator. And these translations can then be used for um, an application through an Italian municipality or for a court proceeding for people who are
0: pursuing citizenship via the court system. Absolutely fascinating, and uh, especially with all the ins and outs. And even though there are some differences between these various different ways of applying for Italian citizenship, at the end of the day, it all comes down to really the same basic facts of the documents that need to be presented and making sure that the, the documents are actually certified or have their translation certified. It's just the way that you come about that certification of that translation does differ depending on what country you're in. Um, but anyway, thank you again so much, Marco, for making yourself available to talk more about this and clarify and and speak about what a person may uh, want to keep in mind when they're applying for Italian citizenship. But of course, if somebody is needing your help throughout the process, how can they contact you and your team? people can contact us through our website, ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com
1: or give us a call, the number is on our website.
0: Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content like this about Italian citizenship, be sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel here and keep an eye out on the Italian Citizenship Assistance Facebook page for the announcement of when this will become available as an audio-only podcast. Possibly by the time this is uploaded, it may already be out there. And of course, make sure that you're subscribed to this YouTube channel as well because there is a lot of great content on here also about purchasing property and living here in Italy, uh, even renting here in Italy. And of course, also, if you're interested in any content about life in Italy, living in Italy as an Italian dual citizen or any related subjects that may even have to do with just going out, getting a gelato, something fun like that, be sure to come out to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash where I talk about these subjects and show you a little bit around Italy. Of course, we have been here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian from ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com and I am Rafael Di Furia and we will see you all next time. Thank you. Later.